From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro. Thank you so much for joining us today and downloading the podcast. Today we have a super stacked episode where we're going to be talking about last night's AEW Homecoming. And we're going to go back in time and talk about the 2006 TNA Destination X pay-per-view. Because, of course, it's Thursday and that's how we do Thursdays. We do Thursdays right. We go back in time and talk about TNA Impact. We also are going to bring to you the news and notes from around the wrestling world. But before we get into the show, I want to thank all our fans from all over the world. Thank you so much for everyone that rides with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. No matter what country you're from, no matter where you rock it from, we appreciate you. Follow us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod, on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod, and on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. And make sure you subscribe to the YouTube Lots of cool, fun stuff coming to the YouTube, so you don't want to miss out on that. So make sure you hit that subscribe button, like, leave a comment below, post notifications, all that good shit you don't want to miss out. Ah, oh, man. The Wrestling DeLorean podcast is going to be going through some changes, but changes for the better. We're still going to be the Monday through Friday format, but like I announced yesterday's on yesterday's podcast, we're going to have mailbag, we're going to have... We're going to have you, Fan input. We're gonna have a lot more interaction with our fans here on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Hell, I might even open up a phone line and let you guys call in during the Wrestling DeLorean podcast because I could do whatever I wanna do. So now is the best time to be riding with the Wrestling DeLorean. If you're not riding with the Wrestling DeLorean, you're gonna get ran over. So you might as well hop on in, put on that seatbelt, and just enjoy the ride. So. Speaking of riding with the wrestling DeLorean, let's get into the Superstack show right now. Ladies and gentlemen, like I do every morning here on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast, I just want to start out by saying thank you for letting me into your morning routine. I appreciate it so much. It never goes unthanked, unwelcomed, and unseen. I appreciate all the support that I get, and without you guys, there is no us. So thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean, as always. Like we always do, we're going to start off the day with the news and notes. It was announced another match for the New Japan Pro Wrestling Resurgence pay-per-view. We are going to be getting Moose versus Tomohiro Ishii. That should be a banger. That match is going to slap. Yo, I'm telling you right now, Resurgence is looking insane. We got Dave Finley versus Jay White. We got the Good Brothers versus John Moxley and a mystery partner. We got Moose versus Ishii. 
Now we also have officially signed Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Lance Archer for the U.S. champion. It's really looking dope, man, because I love that this is the forbidden door wide open for this show for New Japan. Because we're going to be getting talent from AEW. We're going to be getting talent from TNA Impact. We're going to be getting ta- Well, God damn, did I just call it TNA Impact? We're going to be talking about TNA Impact later today as we go back in time and talk about TNA Impact's 2006 Destination X pay-per-view. But no, we're going to be getting talent from Impact Wrestling on the New Japan Pro Wrestling resurgence show from the United States. It's going to be a great, great show. So go out of your way to check it out. You know what I mean? For everybody that talks shit about the WWE, if you are not supporting other wrestling companies like New Japan, like AEW, like Ring of Honor, like the National Wrestling Alliance, like Major League Wrestling, like Game Changer Wrestling, then you have nothing to complain about. Sit there and watch your WWE. Because if you do not like the product, but you are a wrestling fan, then why the hell are you not supporting other companies that are right at your fingertips? Like I said, I say it all the time. There's other companies that are right at your fingertips. So why complain when you could take your view and the almighty dollar elsewhere to a company that fits your needs, that caters to your needs, that entertains you? One company that entertains me is Major League Wrestling, MLW. I'm a big supporter and fan of MLW and will always be a fan of MLW. And a lot of big things are happening for MLW. They are announcing that they are no longer going to be having their shows on YouTube because they signed and inked a television deal that is going to be a game changer for MLW, as well as the announcement that Azteca Underground will be its own show on Vice. Now, if you don't know what Azteca Underground is, but you were a fan of Lucha Underground back in the day, basically it's the rebirth of Lucha Underground. It's the rebirth of Dario Cuerto's Fight Club. This is really cool because Azteca Underground is going to have the same spirit as Lucha Underground, and it's going to be its own show with its own unique roster. Some things that I hope for is I really would love to see a, uh, you know, that that same spirit as Lucha Underground. I would love to see it more cinematic. I would love to see it be separate from MLW, maybe have a few crossover uh, talents, maybe have a few crossover events, but have it completely separate from MLW. But definitely it is exciting because, you know, Lucha Underground has so much potential and then it just went away because of bad business. Lucha Underground had a stacked roster. Look how many guys came from Lucha Underground and are now household names. Ricochet as Prince Puma. John uh, John Morrison really reinvented himself in Lucha Underground as Johnny Mundo. But look at the guys like Pentagon Jr., Phoenix. These guys made their United States debut in Lucha Underground. Yo, If it wasn't for Lucha Underground, there would be a lot of talent that you currently see on TV not on your radar right now. So, I'm really excited for this. I really can't wait to see what Azteca Underground entails, but it has definitely perked my interest. I'm really excited. So, shouts to MLW and everything Court Bauer is doing.
in a big surprise on the latest episode of the Ring of Honor, there was a special appearance by none other than Dixie Carter. Dixie Carter, who hasn't been seen in the wrestling world since 2016, made an appearance to give her thoughts on the Women of Honor's tournament. She, uh, quote, said during the show, One of the greatest things about my time in wrestling was getting to spend it with the incredibly talented women that wrestled for us every week. Nothing made me prouder than to see them shine in the main event, carry their own pay-per-view, or be the highest-rated segment on television, which they often were. And today, women's wrestling has never been better or stronger. So all the ladies competing in Ring of Honor's Women's Championship Tournament, I just want to say congratulations and good luck. And I just want to say, cool to see Dixie Carter back involved in wrestling, even if it is for something small like this. Listen, very polarizing. You know what I mean? Lover or hater, you can't deny the fact that Dixie Carter definitely marked her spot in professional wrestling. I would have loved to see Dixie Carter work with Ring of Honor back in the day when TNA was in need of talent. But, I mean, it's cool to see her on Ring of Honor. I thought I would have sworn I would have saw Dixie Carter do something like this for Impact. But... Her on Ring of Honor, that was a shock. But really cool to see her back. You know, Dixie Carter gets a lot of a lot of shit. But, you know, I always gave her a little bit of slack being that she was not a, a wrestling person before TNA. And she took TNA as far as she could take it. So I always had respect for Dixie Carter. And you know what? I was there live when Bully Ray put her through a table. And she took that bump like a fucking champion. So, shouts to Dixie Carter. Also, in the news today, I might be the only podcaster talking about this. I might be the only podcaster willing to talk about this. But it is official. It is going to go down Rochester, New York. We are going to have the rebirth of Extreme Pro Wrestling, XPW, one of the most controversial wrestling promotions of all time. A promotion that will be having an episode dedicated to them on Dark Side of the Ring due to their controversy. But they are back. If you don't know what XPW was, it was a company back from 1999 that went to about 2003. And basically, this company was the Los Angeles version of ECW. Had a lot of crossover ECW talent such as the Sandman, Sabu, New Jack... Cronus, uh, Shane Douglas, Chris Candido, Terry Funk. How could I forget Terry Funk? Um, and more, a lot more. But also made uh, stars of their own, such as Luke Hawks, uh, the Deathmatch Champion Supreme. Uh, fan, a guy that I was a big fan of was Joey Chaos. Um, they had a wrestler named Homeless Jimmy who captivated the fans. Uh, Johnny Webb, White Trash Johnny Webb. There was a lot of talent. Um, they were, you know, associated with Rob Black's porn company at the time, Extreme Associates. So it was funded through the porn companies. They had crossover with some porn stars on the show as the valet, such as Lizzie Borden and Veronica Kane. But very controversial because there was a lot of, I guess you would say, incidents that went down in XPW. A lot of, uh, you know, rumors and folklore that 
regards a lot of shady shit, such as, you know, one of the wrestlers by the name Messiah getting his fingers chopped off due to sleeping with the boss's wife. You know, this is all speculation, not saying that actually is the reason why. But, yeah, I mean, a company that I thought that I would never see again was XPW. But Rob Black, the CEO, the founder, the the head honcho, the proprietor of XPW, has announced a return date. It will be going down at the Main Street Armory in Rochester, New York, November 7th, XPW Rebirth. You can get your tickets now at etix.com. So yeah, if you were a fan of XPW, don't miss out on the Rebirth because it is back. And if you are like me, you're going to support all wrestling companies anyway. So I'm going to definitely check out XPW Rebirth. One show that I checked out and really, really enjoyed was AEW Dynamite last night. So when we come back from this commercial break, we're going to be talking about AEW's Dynamite Homecoming live from Jacksonville, Florida. There's a lot to talk about on this crazy-ass show, so stay tuned. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. We're about to get into AEW Dynamite from last night. We had a really stacked show for AEW, and we're going to talk all about it from the labor of Jericho, where he went against his old rival, Juventud Guerrero, to the main event, of course, the in-ring debut of Malachi Black against Cody Rhodes. And we're also going to go in-depth on the segment that ended AEW last night. A lot of controversy, a lot of people speculating that this is the end of Cody Rhodes. We also have a new number one contender for All Out. Hangman Page is out and Christian Cage is in. We're going to talk all about that too. So without further ado, let's get into AEW Homecoming from last night. (laughs) 
So last night we had the latest episode of AEW, a company that has more buzz than any other company in the world right now. And they started out hot. We had Chris Jericho versus Juventud Guerrero in the opening matchup here. You know, this uh, is the third labor of Jericho. This is the surprise return of Juventud Guerrero to TNT. And he's going against his old rival, Chris Jericho, the man who took his mask so many years before in WCW. Um, It started out a bit sloppy, a little slow. It looked like Chris Jericho was winded a lot in this match. Uh, Juventud was... A little slow missing his spots and Chris Jericho was just waiting there to catch Hoovy and it just seemed a little weird at first. But then they started to pick it up. The match definitely started to pick up. Uh, towards the end, it really started to get into a good rhythm and then I feel like it ended before they could really take it to that next level. So they were able to take it from sloppy to good and then it ended off with Chris Jericho hitting a top rope diving Judas effect. On to Juventud Guerrero for the win. Because the stipulation was Chris Jericho had to hit a move from the top rope to get the victory. So Jericho hitting the Judas effect from the top rope. Very smart. And it looked perfect too. So it, it was a good ending. In the end, Wardlow attacks Chris Jericho. And it is announced that labor number four is Wardlow. And I think MJF will be the special referee. So yeah, that's going to be a tough one for Jericho to get through. Next, we got the Lucha Bros there backstage. Uh, Pax travel was canceled, just like last week. The Lucha Bros were canceled. Chavo and Andrade interrupt their promo. Chavo offers them to come over with them. They decline. Andrade's not happy. I just want to see this go down. I want to see Pac versus Andrade. I want to see Andrade versus Phoenix and Andrade versus Pentagon. All those matches will be phenomenal, so I'm really excited for that. I hope that we do eventually get a alliance uh, between the Lucha Bros, Chavo, and Andrade. Because I think that alliance between them would look so freaking cool. But right now, I don't think Death Triangle has really, you know, ran their course. I I could see Death Triangle going a little longer, so I'm with it. Tony Schiavone is uh, interviewing the Dark Order. In comes Hangman Page. And Hangman Page tells them that their time... It's time for them to separate. It's time for them to go their separate ways. He loves the Dark Order, but he just needs to be alone right now. The Dark Order is a little confused and frazzled by this. Next, we got Daniel Garcia and 2.0, a.k.a. the former Everrides from NXT. They are going up against John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, and Darby Allin, who had Sting with them. This was a really fun matchup. Uh, Mox and Darby and Kingston win the matchup. In the end, it was just... Finishers galore. We had the, uh, I was about to say the Death Rider. We had the Paradigm Shift into the Coffin Drop. I really like the the trio between Moxley, Kingston, and Darby. I think they all meshed really well. Uh, Sting posed with them, and after the match, we had a really cool picture of Sting doing the Wolfpack Too Sweet with Moxley and Kingston, which was really, uh, really cool. Really cool to see that there. Next, we got Brian Cage. He's cutting a promo on Taz and Team Taz. Yeah, man. I understand why they put Taz with Brian Cage. The guy can't talk. This promo was horrible. Horrible. I, I, I'm not too excited for Brian Cage getting a singles babyface push, but it is what it is. Uh, we next get the full elites. They're playing basketball backstage. They announced that next week it will be the Good Brothers versus the Dark Order for the Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions. The first time the Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions or any belt for Impact Wrestling will be defended 
on an AEW television show. So that is really cool. Um, the Bucks say that no one else is left and no one will be getting a shot at All Out for the AEW cha- Tag Team Champions. So it's time to retire their jerseys. Kenny Omega says that Hangman Page blew it, but he he doesn't feel too bad that the fans don't have a main event for All Out. He doesn't really care. I guess they're all going to retire their jerseys now. We next get Christian Cage versus The Blade. This was a hell of a match, man. This, this went back and forth, and I got to say, The Blade is one of the unsung heroes of this roster. Really solid, a real good guy to have on your team because he's always going to put on a solid performance. And he had a great match here with Christian Cage, but in the end, Christian Cage gets the victory. He's still undefeated, and this is going to be, you know, really interesting because this is the first time that they mentioned that he's undefeated. This is the first time that Jim Ross mentions that, you know, when are people going to notice Christian Cage is undefeated? And I guess later on in the night, it is noticed. Because later on in the night, it is announced that Christian Cage is the new number one contender for Kenny Omega at All Out. So, we're going to be getting that match instead of the Hangman Page match. Now, I, I understand, I was reading that Hangman Page is going to be spending time with his newborn kid. or you know, And I guess they don't want to blow it off with Hangman Page and Kenny Omega, and they get overshadowed by a debut like CM Punk. But, I mean, shit. I I really am excited for Kenny Omega and Christian Cage, but I had my heart set on Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. I had my heart set on the whole two-year storyline between Kenny and Hangman coming to an end, and Hangman taking that belt from Kenny. I'm just surprised that this is going down the way it's going down. I mean, the crowd wants Hangman. It's going to be really interesting in the coming weeks to see how they pull this off and to see how they build up Cage and Omega. I mean, there's still time. There's still about four weeks left. And you got Rampage. So starting next week, you have two shows a week to do it. So you have about like eight shows to really get Hangman, I mean, to get Christian Cage and Kenny Omega to the same port that Hangman and Kenny was, but the story ain't there. It's still just a random title match. So, I don't know. I'm a big fan of Christian Cage, but still, you know. Tony Schiavone brings out Britt Baker. This leads Red Velvet to come out, talk a little shizzy shit. Uh, Britt Baker and Red Velvet will be going down at AEW Rampage, the debut episode next Friday. By the way, yes, next Friday we have the debut of AEW Rampage. It's going to be the second show of AEW. It's going to be one hour every Friday at 10 o'clock Eastern on TNT. It's going to be really interesting to see how they format it. I know that they want it to be different than Dynamite, so it's going to be cool to see the differences that they implement. But all I know is, you know... They, they got some pretty big things happening at Rampage, so for a one-hour show, you know, Ring of Honor has a one-hour show, MLW has a one-hour show. As I go back in time and I'm watching uh, episodes for the Making an Impact podcast, or I'm watching episodes for Fight for Monday Night, you know, Raw and Nitro seem so perfect that one hour. 
TNA seems so perfect that one hour. So I really like the one hour format. So I think it's going to be really interesting instead of having another two hour show. And hey, if Rampage is a success, I'm sure they will get there. I'm sure one day we will have a two hour Rampage weekly. So we will see what happens. But next week is the debut of Rampage. Don't want to jump the gun on that. Make sure you check it out. Next, Hangman is out. The Elite interrupts. Kenny Omega says that Hangman wants to rejoin the Elite, but he can't because he's a loser and Hangman does not have what it takes to be in the Elite. Hangman then decks Kenny Omega. Then he gets jumped. He gets hit with the Magic Killer by the Good Brothers. Some of the Dark Order members come out to make the save, but Stu Grayson and Evil Uno stops them and holds them back and brings them to the back. He's, they were like, nah, he wants to be alone? Book him. Let him be alone. The Young Bucks hit the Elite Trigger. Kazarian comes out to make the save. I really thought that we were going to see Sammy Callahan here try to make the save because we've seen Kazarian help Sammy Callahan in uh, Impact. I thought we were going to see Callahan help Kazarian here on uh, Dynamite, but we don't get that. Instead, the Elite take out Kaz as well. Kenny Omega then hits Hangman Page with the world title, leaving Hangman Page laid out. I guess this is what's going to be the reason that they write off uh, Hangman Page off TV for a little bit. Next, we got Miro and Lee Johnson in a TNT world title match. Lee Johnson got a lot of offense in, but in the end, the Redeemer is still your TNT champion. I don't think Miro should be losing that title anytime soon. It is announced that the AEW Rampage announced team will be a four-man booth. All former professional wrestlers. It will be Taz, Mark Henry, Chris Jericho, and Excalibur as the announced team for AEW Rampage. That's really cool. We next get the NWA Women's Title Eliminator match. It is the Bunny Alley versus Layla Hirsch. Layla Hirsch wins the big match here. She is now your number one contender for the NWA Women's Champion, who, by the way, was in attendance. The Women's Champion, Camille, comes out. She gets into the ring, and oh my God, what a size difference. She looked like the great Khali standing next to Rey Mysterio here. Layla Hirsch is definitely going to have an uphill battle because Camille is huge and Layla Hirsch is kind of small. So it's going to be the real David versus Goliath here. And then finally, in the main event, we got the in-ring debut of Malachi Black, who, by the way, his entrance was fucking awesome, man. Malachi Black is definitely not Aleister Black. Malachi Black is definitely not Tommy End. He is a whole nother animal. This entrance was dope. He went against Cody Rhodes and he absolutely decimated Cody. Think back to Brody Lee versus Cody when Cody got destroyed. This is just like that. Cody got decimated. Brody, not Brody, uh, Malachi Black barely let Cody get any offense in. His strikes were just vicious. There was an insane table bump. And in the end, Black Mass, one, two, three, after four minutes, Malachi Black wins the matchup. Really shocking here. In the end, this is a this segment got mixed reviews in the end because Cody Rhodes gets up. He starts having, you know, he starts babbling on the mic, sounding like he's about to retire. He talks about how, you know, there's infighting with the EVPs, and all he ever wanted to do was win the title that the WWE took from his daddy. And then he, you know, the crowd's kind of like doesn't know what to think here. Then he starts taking off his shoes because he's showing clear signs he's about to retire. And then Malachi Black comes back into the ring and attacks Cody Rhodes to end the show. 
and he takes the shoe of Cody Rhodes. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely think that Cody Rhodes is going to be walking away soon because Cody Rhodes did say a couple years ago that he can't see himself wrestling for too much longer. He wants to take up the office job more. Um, I just think that it kind of took away from Malachi Black's victory and how shocking it was that he beat Cody that quickly by having this segment happen tonight. I would have held it off for a week. You know, have the show end with Malachi Black laying out Cody in the matchup, getting a quick victory, one, two, three, show ends. Maybe next week we start out with Cody contemplating retirement and Malachi Black attacking him then. I just think that they tried to jam in too much at the end here. And, I mean, I like the show. I know it's getting mixed reviews online, but I, I like the show. I gave this episode of Dynamite a three out of five stars. I'm excited for next week. You know, I think that it was because they were in Daly's Place, unfortunately. I feel like I've seen too much Daly's Place, but this didn't have the same atmosphere as the last couple weeks when they were traveling. So I'm excited to see them get back on the road because next week we're going to be live in Pittsburgh for two shows, AEW Dynamite and the debut of AEW Rampage. So a lot of excitement coming out of AEW right now. I'm really excited to see what happens next. When we come back, we're going to end this Thursday episode like we end every Thursday episode you're about to step into the wrestling DeLorean, put on that seatbelt, and we're going back in time. We're going to go back in time 15 years to 2006, and we're going to be talking about TNA's 2006 pay-per-view, Destination X. So stay tuned. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.
Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Making an Impact, where every Thursday we go back in time and talk about classic TNA from their Spike TV days all the way to beyond. We talk about the pay-per-views and everything that went down in that time period. On this episode, we're going to be talking about TNA Destination Next 2006. This show took place live from the world-famous TNA Impact Zone. We had three major main events on this show. We had a a eight-man tag match between Team 3D, Ron the Truth Killings, and Rhino versus Jeff Jarrett, Abyss, and AMW. This was a wild brawl. We're going to be talking all about that. We had an ultimate X match between Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, and Christopher Daniels. This was a really good ultimate X match. And we're going to be talking about the main event, the world title match. Of course, the NWA title match between Christian Cage and Monty Brown. Also, we got a surprise debut on this show. We have a return for Sting on this show. We have a lot of X Division action on this show. This is just a super stacked show. We do this every Thursday, and every Thursday it gets more and more fun. I love talking about Impact Wrestling. I love talking about TNA. If you want to follow along, make sure you download Impact Plus to watch all the classic TNA and all the current Impact Wrestling product. So you don't want to miss out on this. Make sure you get Impact Plus. But... I ain't getting paid from Impact yet, so we ain't gonna go too far to that. Let's talk about TNA Destination X. The show starts out with this really weird looking opening video package that I really wasn't following along. It was just really, really weird. It had some, uh, you know, weird black and white filter with this guy in a sting mask. He was wobbling and watching TNA. It was just weird. Very, very weird. <laughs> show starts out with Alex Shelley versus Jay Lethal. This was a solid opener. Jay Lethal was only 20 at the time, and Alex Shelley's only 22 at the time. Think about that. Really solid matchup between these two guys. Destination X is definitely the uh, showcase for the X Division show. It was cool to have a couple X Division matches on the show instead of one or two like they usually do. In the end, Alex Shelley picks up the victory. We're going to see a lot of Alex Shelley on this night because Alex Shelley is going to be looking for Sting along with Eric Young all over the building today. But, yeah, Shelly picks up the victory. Next, we got Maverick, Matt, Bentley versus Lance Archer. Uh, during the matchup, we see Alex Shelly and Eric Young. They're looking for Sting in the rafters. But this was a quick matchup. Lance Archer picks up the victory on Maverick, Matt. We got a promo from Team 3D and The Truth. They talk about tonight's uh, eight-man tag matchup. We got a tag team matchup from uh, Team Canada versus The Naturals. This was a solid matchup. They went back and forth. The Naturals were still a prominent team in TNA at this time. But in the end, due to Eric Young breaking a hockey stick over Andy Douglas' head, Team Canada picks up the victory in this matchup. We next get a six-man tag, LAX, with Conan and Machete. It, it wasn't Hernandez quite yet. It's Homicide, Machete, and Conan. They go against Bullet Barb Armstrong, who is six in his 60s, making his return to professional wrestling here. BG James and Kip James. This was a pretty quick matchup. The James game picks up the victory. Bullet Barb Armstrong gets the uh, pinfall. Really cool to see uh, Bullet Bob and Conan mixing it up here. We next get Eric Young and Alex Shelley looking for Sting in the bathroom. They run into AJ Styles. AJ Styles you know, accuses them of doing things with each other in the bathroom. Then he warns Shelly, he says, keep messing with that camera and you're going to get hurt. We next get a World X Cup preview four-way match. Petey Williams versus Puma, a.k.a. TJP, versus Sean J. Dutt versus Chris Sabin. This was a really fun, solid matchup. 
uh, Chris Sabin gets the victory. The only problem I have so far is, so far, until we get to the last three main event matches, none of these matches mean anything. They're just random matches thrown together on the pay-per-view, which, you know, some of them didn't get no hype. Some of them weren't even announced before the pay-per-view. Like, you want to see a pay-per-view be the either the start of storylines or the blow-off of storylines. And on this episode, I mean, on this pay-per-view for TNA, there was a lot of just random matches before we got to the main events, which we're about to get into right now. Team 3D, Ronda Truth Killings, and Rhino versus Jeff Jarrett, Abyss, and AMW was a wild, wild brawl. These eight men brawled on every side of the Impact Zone. They were in the crowd, in the ring, all over. This is just wild. Um... All four sides of the Impact Zone had action at one point. But in the end, after about 25-30 minutes of insane brawling, Planet Jarrett picks up the victory when Jeff Jarrett hits the stroke on Ronda Truth Killings. Jeff Jarrett then gets on the mic. He says Sting is not here tonight and calls him a quitter. We next get a Samoa Joe promo where Jeremy Borash, he compared Samoa Joe to the winning streak of Goldberg. Pissed Joe off. You know, Joe said, to me, it's never about who's next, but who's left. This leads us to the ultimate X match between Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, and Christopher Daniels. Now, this was a fun match. But if you're expecting the high-wired spectacle that Ultimate X is, you're not really going to get it here. This was a more grounded matchup. And the Ultimate X structure didn't come into play until, like, the very end. You know, there was attempts on it early on, but really nothing. It was really all just a regular matchup. So I could see why TNA doesn't really, like, promote this Ultimate X matchup in history. Like, I remember back in the day on all the the Best of the X Division matches. I never got to see this match, so I thought, you know... I wanted to see this match on one of those Best of the X Division pay-per-views or Best of the X Division compilation DVDs. Never got it. I wondered why. It's because it wasn't really the best Ultimate X match. You know, these guys had the best match in TNA history at Unbreakable, but maybe not the best Ultimate X match. So I I totally understand why it's not promoted as such. But yeah, Christopher Daniels is now your new X Division champion. Rightfully deserved. You know, now we've seen that belt move from Joe to AJ to Daniels. So really cool. Um, by the way, Samoa Joe is still undefeated because he was not pinned or submitted in this matchup. We next get Christian Cage versus Monty Brown for the NWA world title. Kind of lackluster, I ain't gonna lie. Now, speaking of Christian Cage and world titles, we just announced that he's going to be going against Kenny Omega at All Out. I hope that's not lackluster, but this was kind of lackluster. Christian Cage was... The victor here, he beats Monty Brown, but this seemed like a regular TV match, unfortunately. It didn't have that big fight feel. But what happened afterwards definitely did, because after Christian Cage was uh, celebrating his victory, Jeff Jarrett comes out. He wants to fight Christian Cage. He says he wants his NWA title rematch right now. He comes into the ring. Him and Christian Cage are brawling. Monty Brown then helps out. He comes in and he takes out Christian Cage. Christian Cage gets the better of both of them. Abyss attacks Christian Cage. Rhino comes out to help uh, Christian Cage. AMW, Team Canada, everyone from Planet Jarrett then comes out and attacks Rhino. Alex Shelley's recording all this. He's in the ring. They handcuff Christian Cage, and Jeff Jarrett just whips him with the belt. They pass around the belt, and everyone gets a turn to whip him. 
And boom, surprise, surprise, Steve Borden, not Sting, but Steve Borden is here and he cleans house. He drops everybody, everyone's scared. He drops Jeff Jarrett and then another surprise happens because we got the debut of Big Papa Pump, Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner comes out, he takes out Sting and we go off the air with Scott Steiner putting Sting in the Steiner recliner. Really, really fun show. Really fun way to close out the show. We got a big return and a big debut all in one. I'm excited to see Scotty Steiner on this show. I'm happy Sting is back. I'm really excited going into the next pay-per-view lockdown. So make sure you tune in every Thursday to hear the fallout of this show. Make sure you tune in for every Thursday if you're into TNA, especially in this era because we talk all about it. I want to thank all our fans for checking out the podcast today. Thank you for supporting the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Always, we appreciate you guys. And make sure you tune in tomorrow to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Have a great day. Enjoy. Stay safe. Stay positive. One love. Make sure you tune in tomorrow to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. And make sure you hit us up on YouTube. You don't want to miss out the content that's coming to YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, yeah. Take care. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.